Hi, hello, welcome to the after party where I am suffering from a severe onslaught of exposition. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so hurtful. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh baby. I don't know if I can if I can take all of this long form plot coming to bear all at the same time. Was that a Milligan joke? No. <laughs> at bear though, which I like. No, not that it's abrupt or bad, just that there are so many questions being answered and I don't know how to deal with that. Sorry that I've been so cagey before and now I'm being straightforward. <laughs> Listen, Franny just wants to be your friend and she will tell you everything you need to know. The more you say that, the more I think that she's going to be the big bad. And we're <laughs> yeah. screwed the whole time. And we just hand it over two artifacts to her. Welcome. Were you here the whole time? No, only in your dreams. Uh, of course. Welcome back. Yeah. I almost died last time. You did. But you had a long rest that lasted for three episodes. Mm -hmm. Now you're back. That's me. I'm back. We didn't tell you a lot off mic about what actually happened in between. No, I just came back and y'all were ruining my dressing room. Yeah. (laughs) Look, about that. (laughs) That feels uh... like so long ago. (laughs) Like, we're past that. We're saving the world, Julia. (laughs) I've moved on, and so we all. But like in real life, if like I broke into your house, like you'd be chill about it, right? It really depends <laughs> on the state that you left my house in. Yeah, probably. did you clean it when you left? If yeah. so, okay. did you at least run the Roomba? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. And we're good. Listen, I broke in your house. Mike made a big mess, but now he no. he left. No, but really, what did you expect to come home to? Not <laughs> that. How did it compare to what you found? I thought I was just gonna come and go to work and like do my thing, maybe do some wrestling, and now I'm trying to save the world. I don't know. In my head, Cole was just like out getting fries. Yeah. <laughs> and she she comes just had back a real good this. sandwich. <laughs> I personally just want to go get a sandwich with extra dressing now. Little extra dressing room coming right up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry you haven't been able to fight. I bet you fight real good. But I bet I do so too. So far, we're just doing a lot of talking. <laughs> I bet. I bet I'll get to fight next episode. Isn't that what wrestling about? It's just like a bunch of people talking mm-hmm. in a room, mostly. Mm-hmm. That's what wrestling is. Yeah, yeah. I think. I've never seen it, okay. but that's what I've heard. Uh, it and it's out. all fake. <laughs> Excuse me, it's real to me, Brandon. <laughs> the conversations are fake. Yes, the conversations. The conversations are, fake. are real. The wrestling is less real. So I usually try to take this chronologically, but in this case, I need to know everything about empty arena matches. What the heck is this? So I'm trying to think. This is real. Some, yes, this yeah. is a real thing. Usually, it is a pre-recorded match because obviously you need to have a pre-recorded match. But it takes place in a in a literal empty stadium. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the most famous ones was uh, one that was done at Madison Square Garden, actually, uh, which is very They booked MSG and then just didn't have anyone buy tickets? So, no, what they did was they had an empty arena match and they recorded the empty arena match before people came in for the actual show. Uh, That's dope. So a long mic check. Yes, (laughs) very, very long mic check where people just uh, threw each other around a bit. In college... (laughs) I worked at a theater where SNL and Jimmy Kimmel sometimes shot like pre-recorded bits to mm-hmm. air later. And they're my favorite jobs to work because it would start pretty early and I was up early anyway. So they'd be like there at seven in the morning. This was seven in the morning in college, Amanda? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. We had a very different college experience. We did. I was super asleep by that time. Um, But they had to have house managers there. So I just got to show up, hang out in a chair and read in like in the back of the auditorium while they shot whatever. And there were no patrons. There were no tickets. It was beautiful. I could wear a sweatshirt if I wanted to. It was the best. And like a professional film crew, so you don't have to do anything. Oh, yeah. No, I just had to, the lighting and sound guys had to calibrate the stuff and make it look good. But I was just there to hang out. It was great. Nice. That's awesome. Does this uh, usually a particular kind of match or serve a particular purpose for the storyline or just it's like a thing that they can do? Um, it's usually a hardcore match. So like they can use weapons and stuff like that to injure each other. And right. the point of not having the fans there is basically like they can do whatever they want and no one's going to stop them kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Wrestling is wild. Y'all. Wrestling is wild. <laughs> That's why it's part of our Dungeons and Dragons I've game. I've seen Huzzah. two wrestles. Good job. Oh, really? And I don't remember anything. I do remember The Undertaker. Uh, He scared me. As he should. (laughs) He's a a very scary man. He scares me now. (laughs) I remember seeing Julia's husband and some of our friends from high school redoing famous wrestling matches on stage where I was in charge of them during high school theater, technical, you know, work nights. That was always... A mix of fun and just like, oh no, oh no, they're extreme, gonna break your neck. Extreme terror, yeah. They oh, would do table ladders and chair oh, yeah. matches. No, they had we we like twelve foot ladders. They had folding tables. They would jump off the stage onto tables. Where do like were your pile teachers? drives. Not there, there were no teachers. There was one teacher who was like playing guitar in his classroom while the rest of us built sets. Yep. Yeah. Right. Hey, did you guys do high school theater in high school? I don't know, dude. Eric, we? I don't come into your house and call you out for doing the same anecdote a lot. What do I do? <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, for running. <laughs> you don't go to my house and tell this story that you're inhabiting. Symbolism? I don't know. No. Eric, I want to know. So we basically got all the plot revealed to us at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the first time it's happened. It was cool. Brandon, how was your Sunday? Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. I just found out the whole campaign I've been working on for two years. Just okay. found out that you know, my species is I'm the one of my kind. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're all evil, apparently. Your, and you've ruined your dad my entire is Satan life. And, uh... My dad is the devil. And um, <laughs> Not cool, though. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. How do you feel about ruining my life? I mean, if you're surprised about this, then like I don't know where you've been for the last 40 <laughs> or so episodes. Honestly, it feels weird for me to do this large chunk of like exposition because people have been giving you parts of them before. The speaker did this of like uh in the beginning of this arc, the undying light has popped in and out to give you like prophecies and things. So like this all kind of like arranges and everything. I mean, I said this about the speaker too, but it's like this stuff was pretty close. How long have you had it baked in your head? That's a weird way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you had that just like rattled around in your in your brain space, or did you come up with a lot of it recently? The overarching part, I think, I had for a pretty long time. Definitely around pool party. I think is when it really started to take shape. Um, And, you know, every single thing goes forward, then you can, like, link different storylines with each other. The first episode is Johnny turning Tracy on. And I'm like, how is that possible? What does Johnny have that it makes Tracy, like, come back to life? And I'm like, oh, it's because the Undying Light powers electronics. It has that, that ability. And I think it's it's something that's been kicking around in my mind for a while. But how about I, it's pretty the good. stars from episode one or two? Oh yeah, yeah. I knew that I knew that something was going to come out in the first episodes, but I didn't know if it was the Council of Bright necessarily. But I knew that there was something, a story locked behind those five stars. Wow. I just like I like that you said a story locked behind the stars. 
That's good. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. that's how it do. Very no, that's, that's awesome. Oh, man. In, in my notes for the after party, I wrote fantasy smart board. And I really appreciate <laughs> how that exposition, because it didn't feel like you were telling us a story. It felt like Franny was giving us information that we had like enticed out of her, which I really appreciated. Eric, how much sort of preparation and writing down that narrative did you have versus in character in the moment telling us this background? I wrote a lot of this down because I realized that Tracy wasn't interested with the bits and pieces I was giving him. So I felt like I needed to kind of lay it out for him because Tracy would not acknowledge, I guess, a story about himself unless you tell a full story. Let's think about the times that you've seen Warforged before. It was in the basement of Bachelorette Party. Where do those Warforged come from? You can turn Warforged into mech suits? Like, well, that's weird. And then, like, the fact that people were so confused that Tracy was happening. There was the nursery rhyme about the Council of Bright in the library of... Um, oh, God. Anything that rhymes is creepy. Franny was kind of leading some of this stuff out there. And I realized that just, like, either Brandon didn't see the forest for the trees or Tracy didn't. Either way, like, I, I definitely wanted to make this very clear because it felt like it wasn't or, I mean, hooking anybody. There was always something more urgent at stake. Like, we, we sure. could not, because there was a literal threat tunneling toward us coming from the house in the basement of Bachelorette Party, we couldn't, like, stop and interrogate that a lot. Or the source is untrustworthy. So I, I definitely get it. But this is the first, I think, NPC besides Cole that we've decided to, like, make an alliance with and kind of listen to. I definitely don't want to say it's not a bad thing. Believe me, that makes me, as a DM, I need to figure out what's happening and tell the story properly. Because, like, if this is still a tease and it's not, like, obvious, like I think it is to me... I need to have a presentation, I guess. Yeah. As player Brandon, I fully understand what you were going and trying to get to. As, like, trying to get the motivation of Tracy. And we've talked about this before. Like, Tracy doesn't, like, he thinks of himself and is an individual. He doesn't, it's like, the metaphor we said before is, like, it's neat to get my Ancestry.com genealogy, but it doesn't really affect anything I'm doing in the present. So, like, the hook that you gave me this time was, hey, your dad is the devil and all of your siblings are dead. And you still have no idea where you come from. And so, like, the hook is, oh, now Tracy's, and we'll see how this plays out. I generally don't know, but uh, now we'll see if Tracy is still on the same page with everyone. Like, does he want to stop the Council of Bright from coming out back? Like, I don't know. Apparently the devil is the only thing that has any answers in any real way. And Tracy's been probing... Uh, for how he's been made and if apparently the only way to do it that anyone has any idea of how to make his species is this one guy. So, like, maybe he needs to get him back. I don't know. Like, we still don't know how Tracy was made. We still don't know if he was made from the Council of Bright. We still don't know if someone else has the secret. That's the thing. The carrot's been dangled in front of him of having an actual people again. That wasn't the case before. He knows very realistically, pragmatically... If he just makes that medallion spin one more time, he could have a people. Whereas before it was like, oh, you're old, you know? I mean, that's all that anybody knew, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you got to go find uh, right, exactly. somebody who's over 1,100 years old yeah. to get those answers. The difference is like knowing my great, great, great grandfather lived in Germany at a cool time and then someone saying, do you want to meet him? <laughs> yeah. And that's a that's a classical motivation is for somebody to choose between like enforcing or protecting the life that they have now versus finding out more about where they come from. And that is really powerful. So I'm nervous as Inara, but I'm excited as a player to see how this pans out. Yeah. Maybe Trace will have a 
heel turn. <gasps> I'm looking at Eric and Julia. Well, I said a wrestling. Y- you thing. used it right. I did a good thing. Well, we'll I don't see. Know why it's called a heel turn still? <laughs> uh, heels are the uh, the bad guys. Yeah, but why? Why are they called a heel? But like well, an open faced sandwich versus the end of the bread. The end of the bread is great. Fight me. No, I th- I think it's like, <laughs> or like a foot. Is what I was thinking. Yeah, like turning on your heel is going the complete opposite direction, like uh, making you 180. Okay, let's go. So I want to see the bread instead. I like of the, the bread. <laughs> yeah, I like the bread anyway. too. Because I think it's not that the person's objectively bad. You just have to understand them better. <laughs> just like bread. Just you, like you understand bread better. You're In making wrestling bread. way more complex than it actually listen, is. Listen, listen. I've cast away my childish things, like cutting the crust off my bread. The crust is what you live for. <laughs> Something that I was actually really proud of that got, this is like before the whole thing. I love that Casey's a pushover. Like that was something that I wanted to communicate after Sarah, like just like brushed by him the first time. I'm just like, oh yeah, you guys can just like tell Casey to fuck off. Like whatever. I, I just, just that was pick funny. him up from area one and move him to area <laughs> B. Yeah. Like he's a big bounty hunter, but like really he just has a job at a radio shack and just like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how our knitted or crocheted walkie talkie works. That was fun to use. Absolutely. I That was a great item. I mean, Amanda actually came up with that during that session. She was like, I need a way to talk to Franny. So, like, is there, like, a magical, like, porthole I can use? And I'm like, that's a yes, there is. Now there is. Sure. Hey, Julia, how much of this episode was just wild nothingness to your brain? Um, I mean, I feel like I know y'all enough that I was like, oh, okay, I have somewhat context for this. So I figure I'm just going to roll with it. I will say that before this started, I'm like, Julia, how much do you want to know? You're just like, just enough as Cole would know. And I'm like, all right, well, Alabaster picked you up. And you slept for 24 hours mm-hmm. and you have a black eye and now you're just like training for your wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's all you knew. Yep. And then I came in after eating my sandwich and Getting so a large fries and everything's broken. Can you get fries at Jersey Mike's? I assumed she wouldn't even go to. Oh, she ended up going to Jersey Mike's. I did. Pro, I don't know. Because you said I, just, I went I to Quiznos general, and then and we real... joked that it was Jersey Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> <Mike's. laughs> you could have gone to Soup River for fries and then Soup Jersey River? Mike's for a sandwich. Soup River? I legitimately God. want to go to Soup River right now. Does Soup River just have a bunch of dipping accompaniments like that you can get? Is there a, like a cold bar where you can get like bread and fries and like There's the pretzels? bread barge at Soup River oh. and it goes around oh. the river and you can pick out whatever you want. <laughs> This so much. Liquids and breads is all I need. Why is this not real? <laughs> Soup river? It's so bad. Well, listen, listen, guys. When podcasting doesn't pay off and we're the ones who don't get rich from it, we hey, have our hey. franchise idea. Or everyone listening, go to Patreon right now. Give us all the support so we can use this money to start a If we get 100,000 yeah, patrons. I just need like $500,000, y'all. Yeah. It's just like... Hey, we'll make Soup River. Hey, all the venture capital investors, everyone else leave the room. This is just for the venture capital investors. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, what's right, going so, on? Hold on, I gotta leave. Yeah, but just get Brandon, get out of here. Um, hey, <laughs> <laughs> shuffle, 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 shuffle. <laughs> hey, venture capitalists, this Dungeons and Dragons podcast is definitely worth like a, at least a few million dollars. Please invest in me and how I can do dumb character voices that people enjoy. All right, everybody else, come back in. Do you want anything from the kitchen? No, Brandon, I'm fine. We have to finish the after party. Okay, hold on. I want a bagel, please. <laughs> Some grateful. What I miss? What I miss? Oh, I just talked to the VC. It's Did fine. they invest? No. <laughs> There's no they money passed. in other people's games. They passed. The sharks swam past Soup River. Soup River?
Yeah, I don't know. I feel a little self-conscious about this. I feel of two minds. One, I'm like, man, I need to tell my characters and my players what's going on in their world so that they're more informed and can do the things that they're supposed to do instead of, like, waiting around in the darkness and being like, oh, this all just happened? What are you talking about? On the other hand, I feel very self-conscious that I monologued for, like, 20 minutes in a gravelly voice, no less, but still. So it's like... You need stuff like this, but you don't. And, like, we're kind of moving towards the end game of the story. So it's like, I know it has to happen, but I I don't know. I feel both happy that I did this and conflicted, and I hope that it's a good episode. I personally, when I'm listening to actual play podcasts, I love an exposition episode. I love learning about the plot in that kind of way. So I was totally enraptured the whole time. Me too. I mean, A, I really just love being at the table and like listening to you paint your word picture. Like we're not in Astoria in an apartment, you know, recording. We're there in that dark room in the back of Electroshack watching these cool bright lines tell the story of my world that's so cool to me as a as a player and as a character it feels like my character is being rewarded for unlocking this source of information because for a little while there you know we're chasing the immediate term thing like we need to find Alonzo or we need to you know get out of the city or we need to find this new city but it feels like I don't know I was trying so many different things to unlock this kind of information and sort of finally choose the right door and the right character and the right negotiating tactic to make her play ball feels great. I forgot about this. You guys made a fake item. Yeah. Yeah. I can't like that threw me for a loop when y'all first did that. I don't understand what the end game was. Like I had to roll. I do with not it. trust this hag. Period. Yeah, no, we do not even a little first. bit. Still don't. She's not my friend. She will never be my friend. She did to kidnap. <laughs> She she was also extremely afraid of you. I think Good. that's uh, well. I mean, what if she grabbed the artifact and that was like the last one she needed, and she like you know disappeared into the astral prison? Yeah, we didn't really yeah. know what her motivation was. Yeah. So sure, I guess like in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, she's gonna tell them everything that they need to know about the world, and they're like, who is this witch? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I guess that makes a lot of sense to me. That's also something that I I think a lot of like DMs could take away, and honestly should take away for of how to tell exposition within your story like this idea of doing it in fiction versus like the opposite approach which could be like cinematically having a non-diegetic narrator someone who's like not in the fiction but is speaking sort of like in a voiceover on top of a film which is what a lot of people do but what i really really love about your dm style is that yeah it's in fiction you're not what amanda just said you're not eric telling me a story you're a character telling my character an important plot point Yeah, I guess that's, like, my only cover is, like, I feel like I'm doing a good job if I have a character say it and it's not just me. Mm -hmm. Especially when I'm also self-conscious about things that I write down or not to make sure if they work. I mean, it's not a cover. You know, you're not, we're not, like, walking into a new village and the first person, like, the village lad, newsy boy, is just like, did you hear? There was a robbery. And, like, extra, extra, read all about it. The stars are keeping a man back. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, oh, wow, here's an encyclopedia with a history of the world in the front. Oh, you didn't know? You know, you're you're not giving us information because it's now time for us to have the information. Like our characters, you know, need this in order to move forward, sure. But also we found the person, we did her task, you know, and this is the right time for us to know this stuff. And frankly, I don't think we would have cared or stayed to listen if it wasn't this urgent that we understand it. Yeah, it definitely felt narratively earned. Well, good. I was talking to Connor about this a lot. I was like, I don't know when I'm going to put this fucking monologue in the middle of the story. So like, yeah, just like make sure that it makes sense and they're talking about it. Originally, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was just like, oh, obviously 
undying light juice can be used for many different things. I actually didn't write that down on the fly. I'm just like, yep, it's a paint, it's a moving painting. Sounds good. We're gonna do that. Which look for undying light juice um, in your local CVS and or uh, at Michaels. It's at a Michaels. great addition to smoothies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went to college in that brief window where Four Loco was discouraged, but technically allowed. True. Original Four Loco made people just like run around and die. Yeah. That is undying light juice. This is literally undying light juice. Oh, no. I'm I'm living that CBD life. Mm, I get it. They're starting to crack down on it in like restaurants and stuff now. Kind of sucks. Well, they can't have my juice. Nope. They can still sell it over the counter. They just can't like put it in food. Okay. Fair enough. Fuck Just you. saying. <laughs> New York City. The only time I went to the hospital freshman year was when my friend who lived on my floor drank three Four Locos and the next day during a fire drill needed to leave. <laughs> and I had to take her to the hospital. Three Four Locos is wild. That is too, much. too much. That is too many. It's too much. Their constitution saves were impossible. <laughs> oh, no. What I did like about the way that this played out was that I had the opportunity to tell a story. I thought it was just going to have to come out of nowhere, but just like letting you guys ask questions was very exciting for me. And I will say, how well you do in the next episode absolutely has a bearing over what's going to happen for the rest of the podcast. Like, I do not know. I don't know. No pressure at all. No, I want. But Eric, then it's up to the fates in the form of the dice to determine what happens. That sucks. No, it's good. I mean, if it's your gameplay and the way that you interact with this, I have like a bunch of different consequences for depending on how well you do what happens here. So like, I'm very excited. Like, I don't know what happens next. Like, at some point, it's like, oh, you guys let the fucking bone whale go, and it eats Santopolis, and then you leave. <laughs> it's fine. I honestly have no idea what's going to happen next. Uh, spoilers, I will roll poorly. Um, <laughs> just... <laughs> wow, that's that Eric's favorite wild. joke he's ever heard. It's a great you. joke. You might need new dice. I, I have bring you new dice. eight sets now, <laughs> and they all suck. Good. I'll have to give you my red well, dice. It's because you're leaving some of these on like two. Okay, and all right. Let's get that juju crap out of here. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I'm really glad Julia was here because in the moment we looked at each other, you know, when the question was asked like, oh, well, we need a place to do this. And Brennan and I were like, I don't know, my guy. My first thought was, I don't know where Zuby lives. It's already kind of wrecked. But Julia was here and had an incredible contribution in universe, in plotline, in theme. And I'm super happy for it. it. This feels like the way it should be. Do we have to pay? Do we have to like pay you? Yeah, yeah. That's actually, it's, it's per idea. Okay, cool. <laughs> Very good. I was hoping one of you would say that. I was really, really hoping. Well, because in my well, head, it was going to be, be Brandon or I didn't yeah. know. I honestly didn't know. I was like, someone was going to think of it. I had two ideas. And then, of course, like if you guys threw something off the wall, Alonzo slash the Midnight Man slash the Council of Bright obviously wants some juice, right? So where is the juice? It's in the Electro Shack or in a turned on stadium. But I also like the dark stadium way more. So I thought that like everything else was going to go dark except for the stadium. I really want to see what you guys come up with. Yeah, well, then the barrel of energy will stand out even more because it's in the middle of a of a void. Yeah, you know? it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Now, we are going to edit this to make sure that your idea does sound like our idea, but that's fine. That's <laughs> fair. Don't, I get uh, it. Don't. Yeah. Um, you can, I've, I've been a freelancer for long enough. I know what's up. <laughs> you can submit your train ticket expenses, and we will get in touch with you about the rest. And like 90 days from now, I still would not have paid you. We'll be in touch. <laughs> can you sign this 10-page uh, contract real fast? Uh, yeah. Don't There's I, nothing I don't in it. it or yeah, like that. Cool, 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 cool. 
That's true. Everything that you've created is actually now Brandon's property. Oh, sweet. Checks out. It's cool. I actually recently had someone ask me for a, a 2019 W-9 instead of the one I'd given them in 2018 because their invoice was four months overdue. And I was like, my guy, this was due in November. Not my fault. <laughs> Got him. And that's yeah. the story of how Amanda murdered her first victim. And that's a story all about how first. multitude really needs their money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, Julia, I'm very happy you're going to be here for at least one more episode. Me too. Well. Don't make it sound like I'm going to die next episode. No, you're not. <laughs> Honestly, I... My, I've already come very close. We'll set you I'm adrift gonna... on the bread barge in the soup river oh, the way she would have no. wanted. It's <laughs> so sad. You just ruined all the soup. It's just contaminated. Listen, when I die, I want to be sent out in a Viking bread funeral. Yes, me too. I just want to be sent out there and my boat becomes super toasted. Put it on my will. A little crostini. A crostini on the soup of life. (laughs) 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 That's it. That's the whole thing. I edit these now, so it's going to stop now. Well, thank you, Julia, and we will see you next time. It was great being here. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. You can't see me. My time is now. <laughs> ba, ba, da, ba. Okay, well, thank you for joining us in this newest bend of the Soup River of Life. I'm just really running with this. Are we all just really hungry? I think so. so. We're so, so hungry. hungry. We're so hungry. Chill. Okay, well, listen, as we go to shove some soup or bread or ramen in our faces... Please join us at Join the Party Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. We have a Facebook group, and of course on Patreon, which is your portal to the greatest bread barge on the internet, our Discord. <laughs> Where I am this week, please going to ask the people in our Discord to tell us in our Chopped the Food channel the greatest soup you have ever consumed. I really just want to know. And I need to know your bread accompaniment as well. I need to know your bread accompaniment. Thank you, Brandon. You're welcome. That was the important part of that message, and I almost overlooked it. (laughs) Seriously, your support is what allows us to record this, to pay the people who work on the show, to keep this going, and to keep making time to do this wild stuff. I can't even approach estimating the number of dozens and dozens of hours that all of the people who work on the show put into it and it's our pleasure it also costs money and we need to put some soup in our bodies occasionally in between editing and writing so thank you for your support if you are in the position to give us even a dollar per episode it means the world to us that's at patreon.com slash join the party pod are you gonna make the bread joke or no you go ahead okay we need to eat soup so you gotta give us your bread wow bread's money you get it but what Crist- if people send us actual bread instead? That I, frankly better. wouldn't be bad. Yeah. yeah. Crostini. <laughs> I just wanted to contribute to the conversation. All right. I think we are all of critically low blood sugar, so we are going to run. And we'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Bye, guys. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Don't